Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Most Low Budget Movie Reviews. I am your host, Clarence. Thank you for tuning in. In today's episode, we're going to start out a little bit differently today. I'm going to do a little bit of a monologue from one of my favorite uh, horror movie characters. And I'm just going to re- I'm just going to just say it, you know, I'm going to try not to do the voice, but I'm probably going to fall into the voice because it's so iconic the way this guy delivers this. Now, now, now check this out. You're probably not going to know where this is from, but by the, the end, most horror fans are going to know, you know, uh, when I give you a few more lines, know where this is from. But anyway, here we go. There is a secret song at the center of the world, Joey, and its sound is like razors through flesh. Oh, come, you can hear its faint echo right now. I'm here to turn up the volume, to press the stinking face of humanity into the dark blood of its own secret heart. (laughs) And then when the person that he's talking to, they resist, they don't want to cooperate, he says a couple of the coldest lines ever. You know, check this out. He says, don't debate with me, girl. Just come here and die while you still have the option of doing it quickly. And he follows that up with, uh, I'll enjoy making you bleed. And I'll enjoy making you enjoy it. That's some cold stuff to say to somebody, right? Oh, but before I I can't, I got to say this one. Another one that comes to mind uh, is uh, pain has a face. Allow me to show it to you. Gentlemen, I am pain. And then you do this effect where like this smoke comes out of his mouth. That was really cool. But, you know, I got to, you know, finish this off with, you know, the very first piece of dialogue he says on screen, at least I think it's the first piece of dialogue, uh, in the debut, he says, uh, the box, you opened it, we came. And if you haven't guessed, you know, yet what those lines are from, it's from the Hellraiser series, spoken by none other than Pinhead, who served as the leader of the Cenobites, demons to some, angels to others. <laughs> okay, all right, I'm done. I'll start with the quotes now. After they did the first three movies, I would say in the series, uh, it's kind of fallen on hard times. I would say not kind of, it has fallen on hard times. Uh, they made a whopping 10 movies in this series. You probably never heard of any of the other ones outside of the first three. I think number four was the last one that had actual theatrical release and the quality declined at four, but four was still decent, not up to the quality of the previous three. But it was still okay. Now, the other movies have had some interesting ideas that just never got the feel of the series right again. And now they have a bit of a reboot uh, called Hellraiser, appropriately, which I'm doing in today's episode. And it's a Hulu original. Now, the last reboot Hulu did was Prey, uh, which, you know, was from the Predator series, which was pretty solid. Now... Can they breathe some much-needed life into this old, beloved series? Well, what is this one about? Well, we see a woman making a purchase uh, for some rich dude. You know, not not important. We jump to this rich guy's party where a young man wanders off and finds the puzzle box on display. The older one watches him solve it. Spoiler-free, it does not go good for him. Uh, then we jump to a young woman who was recovering, who was a recovering addict, and she's a bit of a loser. Uh, she has a boyfriend who is uh, equally a loser <laughs> who convinces her to rob this shipping container uh, inside is the puzzle box. So we fast forward. She's playing around with it after she's gotten high and her brother finds her. He cuts himself on the box and he disappears. 
So she was out of it. She really can't say, you know, what happened or what was going on. And that's pretty much where I'll stop because that's the basic setup. From there, she tries to unravel the mystery of the box in hopes that it's going to lead her to what happened to her brother. Meanwhile, what was released from the box is out there lurking, searching, and waiting. So what did the pros think? Well, they came in at a 68% with the audience at a 65% on the rotten scale on over on 95 and then over 250 respectively. Uh, so no disagreements there. They pretty much agreed. But what did I think? Well, let me start with these positives. Now, this one, unlike some of the other sequels, this one had a very clear and concise uh, style and direction that they were going with. And it looked good. I did like it for the most part. Uh, the Cenobite designs were a mix of the old and new, which worked really good. Uh, they didn't mess with Pinhead's design too much other than, you know, making him a woman. Uh, but no real issues there again. But we'll talk more about that later. Um, I actually liked the way this ended. Uh, there was a choice for the main character, uh, and she had to make this choice and the results on the surface sounded like it was the right thing to do. But once, you know, Pinhead breaks down what she's actually chosen, doesn't sound all that great. Now, spoiler free, I won't get into it at all, but I kind of liked the way they had that kind of, a uh, uh, dark feel to that ending. And overall, you know, it was just solid. But I do have to get to these negatives, and I got to start with the story. While the original kind of had a deeper, well, not kind of had a deeper story. It did have a deep, deeper story, much deeper, involving this person named Frank that escaped from the Cenobites. And uh, there was this whole family drama thing in the background, and a stepmother who was actually helping uh, Frank uh, be resurrect from, you know, being trapped with from, you know, wherever he is with the Cenobites. And actually, Pinhead and his crew, they don't even show up in the movie until we're almost like, you know, 20 minutes of the movie's left, and they really only have like 10 minutes of screen time. But it drove home the message and the overall theme, and it was punctuated by this really nice torture scene uh, that didn't last long, but it was really cool. Now, this story, this is really a forgettable story, which was made worse by the underdeveloped and uninteresting characters. The acting isn't all that great either. That doesn't help things anymore. Uh, I mean, you couldn't care less about any of these people in this movie. And Pinhead... Now, I started this episode with some iconic dialogue uh, from the original Pinhead. I delivered it very poorly, but that was the dialogue. Um, now, her performance was fine, but... She really didn't stand out from the other Cenobites the way uh, Pinhead did in the original. Uh, she had all the dialogue, so we could just assume that she was the leader. But they didn't really give her anything to do. Uh, she didn't have any of those really cold, iconic lines uh, like uh, Pinhead does. And it was just kind of going through the motions. They just kind of said, hey, look at this imagery. You're supposed to be afraid and frightened and everything this person says is going to have an impact. And no, that's not how this works. You got to have that delivery there and, you know, give her something to say as well. But they just didn't get that part right. Oh, and there just wasn't enough blood and gore for me. I was expecting more creative kills, um, which, you know, the series had for the most part. Like I said, the first three, four 
had you know some creative kills in there uh mixed bag throughout for the rest of the other six movies which i won't even get into but yeah i was just expecting more on that side being that it's 2022 and we could do so much more in movies than they could back then so i just expected them to to go a little bit further but i don't want to beat this one up too much let me bottom line this one for you did i enjoy it and I'm going to say yes, but just barely. I'll put this one right at the 61% on the rotten scale. This is definitely a step in the right direction. Now, if they decide to make another one, I'm going to need more creative kills. I'm going to need a lot more blood. Uh, I'm going to need Pinhead to be in it a lot more, obviously, and saying some really cool, messed up stuff. Uh, they need to really push the line further out than where they pushed it here. This one just felt way too safe to me. I never felt like uh, this was something I shouldn't be watching. And there's several times in the series, early in the series anyway, when you watch Hellraiser, you get the vibe like, maybe I should look away this torture thing. Maybe I shouldn't be watching this. And uh, yeah, I mean, this movie just fell short because it needed just more of everything. They needed to, to bump it up another level. But like I said, it's a solid watch for horror fans and Hellraiser fans alike. So if you have Hulu, go ahead and check it out. No rush. But yeah, solid movie. With that being said, I'm going to close it out right here. If this is your first time. Don't make it your last. This has been a Podbean production. Mostly low budget movie reviews with Clarence. And yeah, I'm going to keep this horror train rolling. I got another uh, sequel that's more of an underground type thing that you may or may not have heard of. What I'm going to do, because I did review it, it was on my most disturbing list. I'm going to uh, repost uh, that original um, podcast I did on the first movie because the second one has like a limited theatrical release that I'm going to go check out. And I'm going to do that one uh, at some point this weekend. I'll have that uploaded. But if you want to know what that movie is, you got to come back for the next episode. But anyway, thank you again for the support. I greatly appreciate it. And I'll see you guys next time. Peace.